0: Welcome back to RC Stuff, powered by Hobbywing. I am Charlie Sawanka, along with Jordan Temkin. Jordan, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you, Charlie? Marvelous. I got some clear weather. I got to go do some flying. I got out on the motorcycle. There's been a bunch of fun stuff going on in RC lately. And I'm very excited to hear about your most recent skiing trip, because yeah, yeah. I followed your social medias a little bit, and that stuff looked pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and that's I posted the... You know the bare minimum. The definitely not the bangers. It it seems like you guys aren't allowed to post stuff when you go on some of these jobs, right? Right. Yeah, because ski videos are filmed the year before, uh, and then they all release like the beginning of the next season. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So it's all under wraps, like all spring, summer, fall. That's. Uh, That's gotta be hard. Difficult for yeah. you to
0: know all that awesome stuff that happened and you got to kind of keep it to yourself or show your girlfriend and she's well like, Great and day.
1: then the thing is like the next year when i can finally post it i'm like oh man i could have done so much better now because <laughs> it's like said, a year later right the oh well but no i'm actually really stoked i do not think i'm gonna have that problem this year because we got so much amazing footage and just like so I this is the second time that I film with uh, the Solomon Freeski crew, and I the first no this is the third year, uh, but the previous year we did a very similar trip to this one, um, where we just kind of went into this backcountry lodge for eight or nine days and just skied around and experimented with filming with drones. You had a, a um, mountain
0: all to yourselves.
1: Pretty much, yeah. yeah. We had a snowcat and a mountain and a ski guide, and we would just get to go wherever we wanted. Y'all uh, don't a know what a, snow sk-
0: sk- a, a, a ski ca- a snowcat is? It's a gigantic tank with seats inside that drives yep. you wherever you need to go with a yep. s- snowplow on the front.
1: And it? they can straight up crawl up mountains. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible what those things can do. But uh, yeah, so the the previous year, it kind of felt like we were just shooting in the dark, like seeing what stuck. kind of experimenting with a style of shot and like what can we even do with an FPV drone to film skiers and trees. This year, since I had gone out with the same production team, like we knew more of what was possible and what we could do. And then in addition to that, because of all my DRL training and everything, uh, I think I'm a better pilot now than I was a year previous. How do you, I mean, the pressure
0: of getting the shot for something like that versus the racing pressure, are there similarities there?
1: Yeah, definitely. Cause it's, you, I can't crash. Right. Um, even though I did a few times <laughs> uh, and because it's snow, you only get one chance. Um, we're We're taking these lines that once we've skied them, the, you know, this tracks it's and over. it's ugly, right. so you can't ski it a second time. Um, not so for was, the
0: purposes of what you guys are shooting. Right, for, right? right, yeah. Fresh pop you can pop.
1: ski it, but not for filming. Right. Um, and so I have to capture them skiing on the first try in a location that I've never skied before. You know, and that's the thing is, it's like this environment. Each environment is a new place. And I still have to get the shot. And
0: you're you're bringing kind of time. limited gear with as many batteries as you can hike around with, which yeah. Well, luckily I'd
1: leave batteries. I'd leave most of the batteries in the cat. Ah, there you go. Because it's the cat's dropping us off and then meeting us at the bottom of the hill, um, so I'd only have to take like four or five packs with me each time. But yeah, so we, I mean I'm skiing with a forty pound backpack with all my drone gear in it. So, so you,
0: you you get out of the cat, put your skis on, mm-hmm. you. Ski yourself to the, to the middle, let's say, right, so you can to fly above yourself, feature, fly down below feature, yourself uh-huh. so you can, you know, get this continual situation each time. And, and normally, I'm just painting myself a mental picture
1: here. Yeah, normally what would happen is we'd get out of the cat, put our skis on, we'd ski like, these are 800 meter runs. You know, this is, these are very long runs, so you'd ski a few hundred meters to get to like the feature of the cliff or the tree line or whatever we were trying to capture. And then we'd kind of scout around from the top. The skiers would figure out what lines they want to do. Uh, And then I and the other filmers would pick our way around to be underneath the feature. Uh, And then I'd set up in the snow, in the cold, um, in the windy, windy cold, uh, and then fly. Wherever you could
0: get yourself to be out of the shot and still be able to get video and RF signal through the shot
1: right and a lot of the time that was just me kind of like tucking myself into trees and bushes (laughs) and like just like trying to get and i'm wearing like a red jacket um but i I think we figured it out but yeah i mean some of these shots i've i've never seen before um they are just we our goal was to film with a drone but have it not look like a drone so, like
0: a uh, skier eye view right?
1: right, right, it would be like, "Oh, it's another skier skiing with that guy, you right. know it, that was the sensation we were going for. It wasn't like, oh, look, it's a drone following a skier, and then because we've all seen that before, punching out um, over
0: the trees or yeah, right,
1: right, so it was it was really fun to like get to kind of to work all the creative juices and see what we could make happen so
0: so how Um, many shooters were there in addition to yourself like so it was me
1: the drone guy we had a producer slash filmer who had a big red Mm. i mean he dude his backpack was like three times heavier than mine (laughs) because he had a red camera a couple lenses and a giant tripod Jeez. yeah and the batteries on those reds are like you know they're like they're huge Um, and then another filmer who was kind of acting as my assistant like he would carry some batteries he'd carry like the gopros and all those batteries and keep them charged and like while i'm setting up my goggles and my controller he's affixing the 360 camera to the drone or like whatever so it was really good to like we kind of tag team the drone thing
0: you, you didn't have a lot of setup time. You didn't get to dry run any of the runs? Like it was skiers uh, on and you flew or did you get to feel it? No, I right normally
1: there? like take off, fly up to the line, go pick through the trees to find out where the skier is okay. standing. Uh, and then I'd ski or fly down and be like, hey, is this the line? And they'd be like, no, no, the one to the left. And, gotcha. oh, I'm going to go right around that tree. And I'd kind of dry run it a couple times so that we were both on the same page. Your,
0: your flying line was more difficult to sort out than their ski line was.
1: Sometimes. Uh, sometimes, right. sometimes not, sometimes yes. Uh, but we were all like on radio, communicating the gotcha. whole time. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I'm really excited to see how they edit it mm-hmm. because we it's you know it's only for like a four or five minute video. Um, you guys we were out there, out for, a there week? for eight eight days of skiing back to back. Um, from sun up to sunrise sundown. How so were your like, legs afterwards? Oh my god, jello dude. And I was you know, it's wake up like six AM every day before the sun rises, eat breakfast as the sun is about to come up. Then we're prepped and ready, getting in the cat, rolling out as the sun's popping over the hills. And then we're pretty much skiing until thirty minutes before sundown. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you, you guys start at the top, and you do the run all the way down all day? Or is it multiple trips in the cat? The cat just sees you once, and that's it?
1: Yeah. No, it's multiple trips in the cat. So okay. the cat meets us here, and then we, he takes us to some other part of the mountain, and then we ski down that area, and then we meet up with the cat at the bottom. And it we just kind of do trips back and forth. And the cat driver's job is just to hang out in the cat and just shuttles back and forth. Keep it so, warm. Yeah, yeah.
0: I want that job.
1: Well, dude, no, you don't. No? No, I mean they're driving these giant tractor tanks on the side of cliff faces that you know and and you have so, so, sounds eight, awesome. Yeah, you have eight passengers trapped in a box behind you so like everyone's <laughs> life is in your hands just oh. doing like these hairpin 180 switchback turns on the side of a cliff.
0: And this, this isn't like something this guy does on a regular basis. The they the cat people? Yeah, the crew's like, here, just take us here. There's not like a route to get to this spot. Or uh, well, they have, something.
1: there's uh, road builders. So there's a couple of guys who their sole job ah. is in the early, early morning. They go out, they build, or they, you know, they, they're building roads. They're constantly expanding their area. Um, it's a whole operation. Gotcha. And there's this lodge that it's kind of like a seven-star restaurant slash hotel. Where, you know, it's there's no electricity. Is
0: that seven out of ten or seven out of five? Seven
1: out of seven. Seven out of five. <laughs> seven. I out mean, five. they're fancy, man. They're they're really nice, but it's, <laughs> it's like all self-contained because you know, you, the only way to get food out there is by like cat or helicopter.
0: Gotcha. What, and what state was this in?
1: This is up in uh, North America.
0: Oh, it's an undisclosed location. Yeah,
1: yeah. Gotcha. We'll just put it at that.
0: It wasn't a state, folks. It was in North America. It was North America, but him him it was really, where, really, and really and he, fun. I asked him where it was, and he referenced a continent.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it was. I mean, that was like, uh, it's an unforgettable experience, and getting to ski that powder, and it's a few times that I've been put. Like I, I consider myself a decent skier. I've been skiing since I was about three years old, uh, and I ski very very frequently mm-hmm. um and that was one of the first times that i've been put in a few situations where i was like oof <laughs> this is like out of my comfort zone i don't i'm not enjoying skiing down this right now it's I'm, scary as hell i am
0: am a i'm a non-skier so that's uh too steep and too that's deep? all the time yeah yeah no i'm just yeah. wondering is that what that is to you it's too steep and too deep like is that how that no
1: works? it's deep is fine it's more like uh, There's a couple of cliffs I had to drop oh. where we'd end up on the top of a cliff band, and the only way to get down is to just huck it.
0: Like airborne? Oh, yeah. Like jump off the edge, like into 20, the snow? 20
1: foot drop with like a those, backpack.
0: Like one of those Ken Burns videos?
1: Sure, yeah. Damn. I mean, it it was really scary, dude. I mean, I'd I love doing all that stuff when I don't have a 40 pound backpack with all my drone shit on the back. Right. You know? That's the thing. Is like, it it was this added weight that will definitely injure you. Um,
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I ride motorcycle a little bit, and when I have my backpack on, just right. You got to keep it a little easy. Yeah, it. it, You know, it's there. I. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you're on skis and snow, I'm sure it's even worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the guys tore his ACL or his MCL uh, during the trip. One of the the skiers. One of the athletes. Yeah. Uh, and I ended up getting an internal bruise on my MCL from overworking my knee so much.
0: Internal bruise,
1: like my knee, wow. and where that ligament is turned purple. Eight, eight not, days of all day, not scheme. from impact, but from usage just so over usage. It's
0: like it's like when your XT60 gets plugged in and out too many times, and yeah, the it gets all crazy.
1: soft. Right. Yeah, it was, but luckily, you know, it was just iced it and worked through it and took it easy. But man, those guys, the pro skiers and girls, they go through a lot of physical abuse. It's pretty incredible how they like just keep on going.
0: The, the pro athlete status is, is pretty impressive. I get to go to a yeah. mountain bike race uh, every right. year called the Dirty Sanchez in Grass Valley, California. And they, what these guys go through bouncing off of rocks. And I'd say every year we see people down in the campground that are just all wrapped up in tape and on their bikes the next morning, like crazy people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's the, it's like this dedication and perseverance that they have.
0: It's it's what you do, I suppose.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really fun. So I don't, I don't blame them. That was like a dream of mine when I was younger was being a pro skier. And then I just went into the hospital a few too many times and, (laughs) You know, so that, that wasn't really worth it for me anymore, but like mad respect for the people that keep on going after, you know, multiple, multiple injuries.
0: A buddy of mine, a tree fell on him and he broke his pelvis and oh. because he was in sports, like he healed from all of it. So there, uh-huh. there's, you gotta go through a lot
1: to get there, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. The physical therapy part is pretty nuts, but anyways, so that was my trip, uh, that that I was looking for uh, that I look forward to every single year, uh, and you know, fingers crossed that they want to do it again next year. Uh, but you feel did like you, you did a good job. You do? Oh yeah, no, that's the I I'm so excited to show people the footage, but I can't. Awesome.
0: Well, I can't wait to see you again because I know you'll have it around and you could show me when mm-hmm. nobody's looking.
1: So yep, deal.
0: Yeah, we're getting ready for mayhem. You and I yes, are, we are getting ready to get on a plane and couple weeks i think and go hang out in louisiana with the boys that'll be a good time we've talked about mayhem before on the cast so we won't bore everybody with that but just a quick one 12 hours of team drone racing with pit stops and all sorts of awesomeness uh you can find them online mayhem dawn till dusk is the name of the race yeah i'm I'm really
1: really excited
0: end of march 26th through the 30th i
1: think yep exactly it's that weekend I'm I'm mostly excited because it's so different than every other drone yeah. race, you know.
0: Hobbywing uh, went yard this year and tried to help out as many pilots that reached that reached out to us for mayhem, and unfortunately ran into some supply chain problems due to the shipping situations that are going on with all the fun international stuff. But the good news is there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and we got some emergency boxes uh, on their way. Awesome. So good to hear. Yeah, they uh, the teams come to this event with. Each pilot has probably no less than five copters, and some some in excess oh, of yeah. ten. Oh yeah, that's
1: that's minimum. Right,
0: and each yeah. of the teams has what eight pilots on it, so yeah. Last year, how talking, many how
1: many drones did we have? Like forty or fifty?
0: Sean Taylor what? had thirty five in his own case alone. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> but the the teams are eight pilots deep each of them having between 5 to 10 copters and there's eight teams all together so it's 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 quite the spectacle and i think the fun fact is there are more pilots out of the top segment of the multi gp like national global qualifier than there are at any of the races even like the champs and io and stuff like this so the team race has got a very very deep talent pool
1: yeah yeah big turnout too everyone has been absolutely chattering yeah. about it. Um, so shout out to
0: Shannon, way. Shannon Boussard. Mr. Boussard is, uh, had a vision and brought this race together. and It's been, it's been pretty awesome. Hobby wing, super stoked to be part of it along with multi mm-hmm. I think TBS has a team that they put in there as well. So I mean, it's a good time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, and crawfish and crawfish and crawfish. Definitely. Can't forget about that. If you're going to go
0: to Louisiana and someone says they're doing a crawfish cookout, you go, that's, the way mm-hmm. Is. Mm-hmm. um what else exciting has been going on weather's been good so i got to fly some more swamp spot has dried all the way out swamp spot is nice. my local fly it's spot no longer
1: there. a spot swamp well we it's still call spot. it that
0: but yeah it's just a spot now <laughs> travis has been out flying uh, m zero ke is what i've always jokingly called him moke he drew he draws frames a little bit here and there, and he drew himself mm-hmm. his own new little frame that he, he got cut for himself, and he's been bashing the heck out of that thing. So oh, yeah, he did? It's been nice to come hang out with him a little bit here and there. We, we flew the other day, lunchtime session, and basically he's got a limited lunchtime, and I, I kind of got an extended lunch, so I'll watch him fly, and then when he leaves, I go try to like fly like he flies.
1: So, mm-hmm. How does that go for you?
0: It's, it's been good. Motivational for me. He flies significantly cleaner than I do, so I try to make up for it by repetition.
1: Good, good. Yeah, practice makes perfect. But it's
0: been fun. The Hawk's been back, been able to chill, fly around with the Hawk a bit, and
1: it's been a lot of fun. Your your buddy.
0: Yeah. I call him Mr. Hawk.
1: <laughs> You're so creative. Right? Hey, Mr. Yeah. Hawk. I used to have a pet rat named Rat Rat. Oh, jeez. So... I know how the creative names can be.
0: It's like naming your dog, Dogface. Hey, what's mm-hmm. up, Dogface?
1: Or uh, my girlfriend's family's pug is named Puggy. Jeez.
0: <laughs> oh, and there's some other uh, fantastic RC news. Uh, have you heard of this no prep drag racing stuff?
1: Uh, you I have. I mean, here and there from you, I think I watched one of your one, one. Charlie shows fantastic. about it.
0: So yeah. no prep drag racing is like street racing for RC cars. We're going to do a whole episode on no prep drag racing. But something I yeah. want to touch on is that very recently, a podcast online called RC Drag Talk, Tyler and his crew of merry men, they do a podcast that talks all about this drag racing scene. And he decided that it had been going on for a couple of years now, and he's going to get everybody together. So he picked a date. He picked a, an, a, a venue, and they put on a winner-take-all, put-in-your-money, put-up-or-shut-up type race. Oh so, fun! Yeah, all the people who've been online, you know, saying that they're the fastest, this that, and the other thing. Right. They knew where Prove to it. go. Easy to fly to Vegas. You know, parking lot that everybody had access to. So, uh, they had forty-three or forty-eight, something like that. Forty-plus dr- racers show up from as far when, as Hawaii, when did this happen? Uh, Kansas. A couple weeks ago, it was okay. middle of mid-early March, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Or maybe end of February. I forget exactly. Uh, but. The winner took home something of the song at like thirty six or thirty eight hundred dollars. Second place got you know a few what?
1: hundred. On. Yeah,
0: for one day of racing, the race started Whoa. at one o'clock. Single eliminations. They drew chips to do matchups, like kind of like yeah, any classic right. street
1: drag racing. Right,
0: yeah. right, right. And then they did single elimination. So if you lost, you were out. If you won, you stayed in. They had I want to say five or six rounds altogether and the guy who won it his name was ricky Bellotti. he is one of the guys that races local to me in the 707 crew oh yeah and just so happens he runs hobby wing stuff so that was pretty
1: awesome oh, yeah, it was very nice so if you want to win no prep drag racing <laughs> you know what to do right
0: <laughs> but we're going to talk more about uh no prep drag racing on an episode coming up because I could go on and on. The gearing Yeah, we should do it on the next one. Yeah, the gearing, the timing, the motors, all that stuff. We'll get into all that later. So, you folks are in a no prep, please stay tuned.
1: Yeah, stay tuned for the next episode then. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. But, Any other stories? Um, Anything else going on?
0: Hmm, I put 12,000 miles on my 125cc Honda Grom
1: uh since when?
0: October of 2019. So, 16, wow, so, about a year. 16 months, for, f- something to that effect. Sixteen or f-
1: Dude, you put more right. miles on that than I did on my car.
0: Yeah. I. So, the only reason that I bring this up is because is I've, it, I've is mentioned it. Is most this, of
1: those miles just uh, burning rubber?
0: I, I would probably venture <laughs> to bet that there's probably... You're
1: not a, actually moving right. for any of those miles.
0: There are a thousand or so <laughs> miles of just burnouts, but like, that's, that's besides but I've I've mentioned this to people, and they look at me like I'm crazy. Like to ride a motorcycle of any type, twelve thousand miles in a year is a lot. Never mind, it's a hundred and twenty-five cc motorcycle that only goes sixty-five miles an hour, and you can't ride it. Yeah, bike. if you're tucking, right? Right, downhill with behind yeah. behind a truck maybe. Mm-hmm. So it's been. We went on a ride a couple of weeks back with a bunch of full. We call them big bikes, the full-size motorcycles. There's a bunch of dudes on a leader bikes, thousand cc's and six hundreds. And we roll up to this ride like, you guys are coming with us? We're like, yeah, don't worry. Ended up smoking these dudes through the twisties because they went through a very back roadish way that the, the little bikes were far superior on. And then we mm. get we get to the spot. You know, everybody's hanging out, chilling. And the guy's chatting us up about our bikes. I'm like, yeah, it's only got nine horsepower. He's like, what? Looked at me like I was lying to him. It was great. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, look at my odometer. It's got 12,000 miles on it. They're like, come on, guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because they're all, they got their serious bikes. These dudes have. And a, you're rolling with a.
0: They've had these bikes for five, six years and don't have 12,000 miles
1: on them type right, of things. So. Right. But they also probably aren't having as much fun as you are on no, your Grom. Not at all. I, I do my, I call it my work commute. I
0: work from a home office 99% of the time. So come 5 o'clock when the phones turn off, I got to go commute. I got to go ride my motorcycle around for an hour or two after work. So I did that for every day for a while there. It was a good time.
1: Wow. Wow. That's how many tires have you gone through in that in that span of a year? So if you
0: have a mini, mini motorcycle, the best part is the burnouts and the skids. Uh, the worst part is how easy it is to change the tires and how affordable they are. I've been through six rear tires.
1: Jeez. Yeah. So every other month you're going through a tire.
0: <laughs> some, sometimes it feels that <laughs> way. We, you'll stretch them out and then you kind of kill it off at the end. I did a burnout to, to long enough to blow up the tire once. That was awesome. That's on my YouTube. If you had Charlie Solanka on YouTube and you look up burnout, it's, you see it.
1: Good times. <laughs> I did some car work too. I fixed my Land Cruiser. The, uh, the brake pads... Had disappeared. I guess the old the old owner never replaced them or something. Ever? Yeah. Well, they. I pretty much bought it with no brakes, um, and it was metal on metal.
0: You drove so it around that, like that for a while.
1: Not really. I probably put like a hundred miles on it oh. since I bought it.
0: It's, um, I, I and, thought you. And were then a... it went
1: metal on metal. Huh. So so I. It's been sitting in front of my house for the past few months, and I finally like did, I had a moment of no rain here up in Seattle. Got the rotors changed, repacked all the bearings, and now it's running great. So I'm that so that truck's
0: been through some stuff. It got it got swamped from a leaky seal, yeah. and now yeah. you, now you got fresh brakes, so she's good to go.
1: Oh yeah, new rotors, mm-hmm. everything, everything. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm really excited, especially with the weather getting nicer. I'm probably gonna head up to the mountains shortly. Take the new puppy with me. I'm really excited about all Did that.
0: You, have you told the people about your new family member?
1: No. Jordan Jordan and his
0: better half, they got a dog.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, my girlfriend Nelson and I got a new puppy named Louie. Um, and if you want to check out pictures, you can find him on Instagram at Louie with the curls.
0: It, it is an amazingly cute dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he's still a little terror of a puppy at 12 weeks but every time I talk to Jordan
0: when we're not recording he's cleaning up dog poop (laughs) stupid dog
1: hey he's getting there man he's getting there
0: well on Uh, that note I think we should remind the people that if they want to get a hold of us they can shoot us an email rcstuff at hobbywing.com if you've got something you'd like jordan and i to discuss a question to answer perhaps a story you'd like told please by all means drop us a line again that email address rcstuff at hobbywing.com jordan it was a pleasure talking with you sir i'm glad we got to catch up today
1: yeah me too it was great it's been a minute hasn't it
0: it's see we meant to do this a while back but schedule conflicts folks.
1: Cool. Well, thank you everyone for stopping by. Once again, this is RC Stuff, powered by Hobby Wing. Have a nice night.